This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porn cast where all we want for Christmas is the come out of our real doll's hair. I'm your co-host, Yvette Dontremont. Here is my lovely co-host, Alice Vaughn. Alice, is there come in your real doll's hair right now? It's so hard to brush. <laughs> well, with the cum. It gets a little crispy, right? I don't understand why it smells like burnt waffles. I mean, that's why we have a real doll. It's just a cum. It, unlike a dream catcher, it's a cum catcher, which is kind of like a dream catcher, eh? Burnt waffles kind of <laughs> sounds like a dietary issue. Or like you're having a stroke. Correct. <laughs> I smell burnt toast. Well, this has been off to a very strange and fascinating start, as we always are here at TGOL. But we have an expert who can tell us exactly how to fix the solution, or really who will take care of the solution, because his nickname is The Doll Doctor. Or His Royal Majesty. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. I like it. We have the CEO of Galmato Heaven, Reggie. Reggie, how are you doing? Hi. Thank you for having me, ladies. Thank you for hanging out with us. And you're, as the doll doctor, you repair and you you put back to into its its true and original form real dolls. How? Mm-hmm. Tell us how you landed in this delightful and amazing and and kind of delightfully perverted place of business. This is amazing. I love. Please it. tell me this started from your childhood. Of you had a sister, she kept fucking up her Barbies, and you wouldn't take it. I wish the story was that interesting. Actually. um, my history with my sister's Barbie dolls is definitely not a uh, do-no-harm history. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Side note, because we do tangents on the show, I literally just bought my brother a, a replica set of the original Star Wars toys because I busted the head off of his Han Solo when I was five. So I feel you. That's exactly the story I was getting ready to tell. My little sister pissed me off one time. I popped one of her Barbie's heads off and flushed it down the toilet, pretending like I had no idea what happened. The only reason, because I'm sure I busted heads off of more of my my siblings' toys, but like there was yelling about this because they were like, didn't you know it was a collectible? I'm like, I'm four. <laughs> no, I don't know what I collect. Uh, like that's more syllables than I know. I'm four. You didn't even know what the name was. I'm like, I still accidentally pee sometimes, you know, like that's where I am. How do I know? what? So I just like for Christmas or, or early Festivus, basically, I'm just like, I just very like kind of passive aggressively sent him this present via Amazon. <laughs> just here you go. It's going to land at your house. <laughs> Whatever happened to collectible Barbie dolls? I had two of those, I'm pretty sure. I had like five, the, like the annual ones yeah. where it was like Millennium Barbie, then like 2001, 2012. I had them. I have no idea what happened to them. Same as every other Barbie. Uh, they get recycled into a sweater. Like they just, they get turned into plastic that gets turned into fleece. There's someone in Brooklyn who's making it into a sweater. <laughs> it's full of Barbie heads. They got you, though. You thought those Barbies were going to be worth a lot, and then they just kind of disappeared. And then someone's brother pops the head off and then turned into a real doll rehabilitator. So <laughs> it's, the conversation <laughs> has come full, full circle. So the real story is not quite as interesting. A friend of mine sent me a meme on Instagram of a sex doll. Um, it was not a real doll. It was a different brand, different manufacturer. But I looked at it and I showed it to my roommate who at the t- my roommate at the time who became my business partner. And we went down this sex doll rabbit hole, just all kinds of research, finding out, you know, who's making these dolls, what they do, how many people are buying them. The original idea was we're like, hey, why don't we take get a few of these dolls and start a brothel with them? 
So that was what we were going to do. And then we found out that Real Doll was right here in our backyard in San Marcos. So we jumped in the truck and we drove over to Abyss, uh, the parent company of Real Doll. And we went and we knocked on the door. And Deb, the sales manager, came out, stepped outside the door, and then shut the door behind her. (laughs) We were dressed really nice, too. Thought we had a... But no, that was not enough to get us in the door. So uh, she asked what we were there for. We said that we wanted to take a tour. We had just found out about the factory. And she said that uh, you had to pay to take a tour and you had to set an appointment. So we ended up coming back about three weeks later, finally, and we got the tour done. And then we sat down with her and we were having conversation and we say, hey, you know, if we wanted to buy like, I don't know, four or five of these things at once, could we get a discount? And, you know, that's like, dollars $30,000 worth of doll. So she goes, well, what are you guys planning to do with that? Money? And we told her, <laughs> we're going to start a brothel. And oh uh, she didn't even flinch. There's nothing that they haven't heard at Abyss before. You can't make them blush over there. That's amazing. We had one of the guys from there on the show and they were like, yeah, it's, the things they listed off were like, wow, you are uh-huh. impossible to make, to even just sway in that, nah, nah, you've heard it. Yeah, you can't come up with a new thing that somebody has not already asked them. And if you heard about some of the things that people have asked them, you'd be like, oh, I never would have thought of that thing. Someone's eventually going to ask them to make a squid vagina. A squid vagina? Just make a vagina that looks like the bottom of a cephalopod. Someone's going to ask for that, and they're going to be able to make it, those dream makers. Look, I've seen a lot of hentai. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they've got elves that they do in there, fairies, all kinds of stuff that has come out of there. I would not be surprised if there's somebody out there with an octopus pussy reel doll. It's a holiday season. Look, everybody wants to know, what does Mrs. Claus look like down there? <laughs> Octopussy. Elf on a shelf. What is he hiding? Maybe he's just, he's a grower, not a shower. <laughs> Definition of a grower, not a shower. So Reggie, okay, whatever happened to your brothel idea? Um, We were sitting down with Deb and uh, she said, there's a few people that have tried to do that. As a matter of fact, the week before there had been a couple in from Canada who were planning to do the same thing. Uh, There are currently brothels in Germany, uh, the UK, France has one. They tried to open one up in Houston, but uh, the community wasn't having it. So he got shut down. Ultimately, that's kind of the the mindset that we had was it might not be worth the trouble. So we were talking to Deb and she says, you know, the thing that really is lacking is professional repair. There's nobody out here to fix them. Uh, Real Doll doesn't offer a warranty beyond 30 days either. So my partner and I kind of went back to the drawing board and said, you know, maybe there's a smarter way to get into the doll world. And so we approached Abyss about becoming the official repair facility. And I created a warranty insurance program for the dolls. So now the dolls can be covered for up to three to five years for repairs. And guys don't have to worry about trying to fix them themselves. So after that, I went and trained at Abyss for six months, learning how to build the dolls from start to finish. So it was cool because a lot of their employees kind of specialized and I got the whole kit and caboodle. So I always said, if this goes under, I'm just going to go back to Mike and say, hey, bro, you know, I know how to do it all and I need a job. (laughs) You have backup plans. Exactly. But two years in, fortunately, I haven't had to make that phone call yet. Wow. That's amazing. I have so many questions. What's the most difficult repair job you've been handed? I had a dog came in, I want to say probably about four months ago at this point. And this poor thing was thrashed. 
there there was a hole that was torn in the middle of the back. I thought the back was broken at first, but fortunately it wasn't. I think one of the legs was broken. Several of the fingers were either severed or poked. What? How? Why? My God. It looked like she had been dragged. I, I don't ask questions. As a matter of policy, I don't ask how anything happened unless they volunteer the information. I'm glad this person has a doll. That was exactly my train of thought. You know, if, if whatever is happening to this doll is saving the skin of an actual person, oh my God. then I will fix that doll a thousand times rather than have a woman in the ER. By the way, the Clinton administration approves of your don't ask, don't tell policy. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ask, don't tell. Just fix and take care. That's what I'm here for. It's funny because there are some guys that like have their, like they hold their dolls in like reverence and just the thought that there are guys that are like, nah, I'm going to beat the shit out of it. It's just, oh. If you pay several thousand dollars for it, I mean, look, some of us are bad with tech. Some of us drop our phones. Some of us drop our sex dolls out of six story windows. It happens, you know, sometimes you just, well, oops, I tossed it out a window. Sometimes you, Michael Jackson, you draw, you just have to dangle the doll off a balcony. I wondered if he just wanted to test me. I was, he's like, you know, how bad can I fuck this doll up? Let me see what Reggie's <laughs> skills are. I'm going to fuck the doll in a hole in its back and see what happens. And, and see how that goes. But I did. I, Why is there a cum in this hole on its back? Uh, yeah. Oh God. If there's a hole somewhere, somebody's going to come in it. That's the way of life. I feel like that is the key to being a man. I see a hole. I think, can I fuck it? <laughs> That's got to be part of it, right? But I mean, if we're being real honest about it, women fuck way more things than men do. If it's insertable. Yeah. We've thought about it at least. Yeah. Much produce. There are a lot of holes. Most of them aren't safe for your dick. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things that are safe for the vagina, even though it just should not go in there. Exactly. Hairbrushes, toothbrushes, cucumbers. Look, puberty was hard and we couldn't get into a sex shop yet. I have never, ever, ever masturbated with a hairbrush. I think it would be much more difficult for a man. I'm just saying. Although, you know, if, if the guys know what they're doing for the fellas that are listening out there, man, I've had some times with that detachable shower head. You just got to know how to angle that bitch on your dick. <laughs> You could teach classes. I'm just saying. <laughs> Showerhead masturbation for men. Sounds like a sellout. Oh, people would pay money. Hammers with saran wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you don't know my story. Hairspray bottles when you're really desperate. Hairspray bottles. That's a lot of diameter. Look, junior high was a hard time. In junior high? It was a travel one. Oh, okay. Smaller. Look. I mean, I'm not trying to size shame or anything, but... Travel, travel bottle. I'm not talking the Aquanet. Are you crazy? Okay. <laughs> Pleasure and styling all at once. <laughs> so I was checking out your site and you have this coverage called the Spa Day for Dolls. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about what a Spa Day is for a sex doll. So a spa day is anything that needs to be fixed. Does she need her makeup touched up? Have the fingernails worn off? Did you break a leg? send it in. I'm going to fix everything. And you don't have to worry about, you know, piece by piece, how much it's going to cost. Initially, when I introduced the plans, they were about three times as much as they are now. And then I had spa days priced separately. So now at this point, the only way to get a spa day is as a part of the protection plan, but it takes something that was too grand all by itself before and makes it something that's way cheaper and you get the extra coverage too. So as I went along, I kind of had to figure out, you know, what is what I'm doing really worth? And then kind of just from there. 
So I guess my question is, um, what are some of the most common things that you see that are an issue? And I mean, like, I can imagine that most guys have no idea how to style hair or apply makeup or, I mean, I'm sure that there's actual paint jobs involved. So with the, um, with the makeup, it's actually sealed on at the factory. Eventually it does kind of start to wear over time. So most of my work is just touch up, you know, the little lipstick here. Most of what I do on faces are replacing eyelashes. The eyelashes are the most delicate part of the face. They get pulled off, they rub, you know, a few come out of the bottom. So that's what I do on faces generally is eyelashes. I have had to do a full face of makeup before. That was an adventure. Um, cause I, <laughs> so when you see poorly applied makeup, you're like, uh-uh, I can do better than that. This is a new YouTube makeup challenge. Do one for your sex doll. <laughs> right, exactly. One of the very few things that I hate about what I do is I've started to like appraise actual women when I'm looking at them as if I'm going to repair them like a doll. Like, oh, I, I see that little blemish. Let me just get a little bit of silpoxy and I'll take, oh wait, I can't do that. She has actual real skin. That's not silicone. <laughs> All right. So tell me, where would the epoxy go? I need some shit filled in. Oh, my dear. You're perfect. I might. Oh. The, let's see. Nope. Eyebrows are symmetrical. These brows are the only thing that are absolutely perfect on this body that need no, no fixing. Everything else, a little bit of Botox and filler. Oh, no. There's not a wrinkle on you. Because I use Botox. Oh, it's, right. it's just I'm of a certain, look, I, I don't know if you've heard, white women age the way that wet dogs smell, okay? Like we're just, we're, we're collapsing all the time, all the time. And gravity is, gravity is hitting us hard for all the shit we have done in our lives. So, it's only because the sun hates you. It does. Like for traveling up north, it's like, oh, we, we're going to hit you. But yeah, I, I done baked in my early 20s and now my skin is like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad idea. So I'm past my preventative Botox years is what I'm saying. Now it's just necessary Botox. I've been, see, I've got the bags all going on. You know, I'm in, I'm starting to like, I'm edging towards my late thirties and I got bags down here and I just, I know, I don't know what to do about that. From here, you look wrinkle free to me at least. So you look as unvarnished as the day you were born, my friend. So <laughs> Thank you. So Reggie, you talked about eyelashes. Now, obviously, you haven't applied eyelashes where they don't need to be because you haven't had like a doll of alopecia or anything. But you talked about mentioning uh, on the show a pube story. Yes, I have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful customer. And he is, he's very detailed when he writes. And so even before, when I started working with Abyss, there were a few different customers that they kind of gave me a heads up about. And he was one of them. They had done a custom face for him that went through a bunch of iterations. Uh, but honestly, a really great guy. But out of the blue, one day I open up my email and I've got an email from him. And apropos of nothing, he had just decided to send me his personal tutorial on how he collects his own pubic hair and uses them to hand punch eyebrows for the dolls. So I'm not sure if you're aware, but most of the dolls have painted on eyebrows. That's how they're done at the factory. I did not know that, no. Mm -hmm. He uses his pubic hair to, oh my God. I, he I, wants a real hair experience to vet. Don't judge. Give me just a second. I'm going to go grab a head real quick. You know, we're on a show where somebody grabs a head occasionally just to show us. <laughs> it's just, someone's like, I got to grab a head. That's the thing that happens on our show. I like this part of our show. I mean, sometimes on the show, someone gets head, but never like brings a head out. Nobody's gotten head on the show yet. But then I just... That yeah. you're aware of. 
You're like, you don't know what's happening under my desk. Can you see? No. So yeah, when in my earlier setup, before we had to move into my office, I had like a doll set up next to the chair and everything for you guys. So I could point at stuff. But this. Oh, hey. Yeah, this is a, a Brooklyn head and her eyebrows, they're painted on. Them. Oh, wow. That is an amazingly good paint job for eyebrows. Having seen many poorly painted upon eyebrows. The woman that does the makeup at Abyss is a high-level makeup artist. She's good. Yeah, she's really good. But some people will opt to have hand-punched eyebrows done, which means little hairs are actually inserted one by one into the brow to make the eyebrow. Unfortunately, I don't have any in the shop right now. That's some next-level stuff. Yeah, those can be a bit of a pain, but what he was explaining to me how what he does is how he collects his pubes from the shower drain, the cleaning process, how he dyes them the appropriate color, and then punches them as the, and this was an entire email about this whole process. And I knew that getting into this business, I was going to have some interesting interactions, but this just caught me completely off guard. I never would have expected that somebody one day like, hey, this is how I use my pubes to stick them on my doll's face. I mean, look, in his defense, they're locally sourced. I mean, hair is hard to come by. Organic. Yeah, he knows exactly where the hair came from. They didn't come from China off some poor Uyghur woman's head. With some crazy ass chemicals they got treated with. All natural. Ethical. I definitely wasn't mad at the ingenuity. It was just a, whoa. (laughs) Wasn't mad at the engine. That's a phrase. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't, I wasn't mad at the ingenuity. Some of the guys though, it's really good that I exist because I've had to take off and reapply eyelashes that were glued on upside down. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, wow. I wonder, like, do you ever see a woman with poorly applied lashes, like out in the real world? And you're like, "Uh uh-uh, you did bad. It's a lot easier for me to identify. I don't think I was as good as I did at identifying fake lashes before. I just I probably saw a lot of women and went, damn, you all got those lashes. And now I look and I'm like, oh, that's the number 21. That's the number 63. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, you're like, you're like, I have this down to a science. I do. And a lot of times uh, the owners will tell you too, that on a certain level, you get to know women a little bit better. There's a lot of the owners that have learned how to do makeup. They've learned more about women's fashion and sizing and things like that simply because now they've got this doll. They learned how to brush long hair. They learned how to style a little bit. So that is kind of a cool aspect. You know, my makeup brush set shits on fleek. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Do people still say that on fleek? Is that still a thing? I don't know. We're old. So sure. Alice is a mid-millennial. I'm an elder millennial. Which whereabouts in the millennial soup are you? I don't know. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm 84, so. I mean, he's black, so it checks out. Yeah, you guys just don't age at all. (laughs) I mean, 1984. Sorry, I'm not actually. (laughs) (laughs) No, I thought you just said like, oh, no, I'm 84. I would have been like, yeah. I thought you were making a joke about the fact that black people just do not age. (laughs) I'm going to get fired from the black community right now and tell you guys the secret. Are you ready? We have to put lotion on every day. That's what it is. It's not an option. Otherwise, the ashiness shows. I mean, we could do math problems on our arms if we don't, if we we choose not to wear lotion. We can do like little engineering skits and stuff. But other than that, you got to have the lotion on. And I think that's what does it. Here's a secret that white people aren't aware of. We do get ashy. We just don't notice it. 
And that's why you don't put the lotion on every day because nobody can see it. Nobody's talking shit about your ashy ankles. I put the lotion on every day because my face is a train wreck otherwise if I don't. I actually, I love doing SFX makeup. And uh, for Halloween, I basically was a black widow on top and I was in a latex bodysuit. So it's sexy on the bottom. But my face was truly fucked up, like eight eyes, uh, multiple teeth, tentacle, arachnid legs, things like that. But the problem is I was using liquid latex. And Reggie, I don't know if you've ever worked with liquid latex before, but essentially like if you took Elmer's glue and made it for adults, and then if you mixed it with flour, you could start making molds and shapes. I think it was either that or the dye I was using around my eyes and lips because the next week, week and a half, my eyelids were peeling. Maybe it's just that your inner spider was trying to come out and molt. Did you do some body safe research on that before you stuck it on your face? (laughs) I did my best, but I guess I have sensitive skin. The whole next week, my face was not only red, but uh, I had like one side of my face welt up. And here's the kicker. So I do Zoom business calls. So for three days straight. My left side was just happened to be bigger than my right side of my face. Were you walking around looking like Will Smith and Hitch? A little bit, actually. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On an up note, it's Zoom calls right now. And when you're out, you've got a mask over most of it. So like, who the fuck can tell right now? COVID is good for some things. Have you guys been like practicing really hard smiling with your eyes? Because you look at people. Yeah. You like, you got to smile. You got, because nobody can see anything down here. So it just looks like you're. Just angry staring at people. So you got to give them the... I did a brief little stint of modeling once upon a time when I was more gravity resistant and my smize is on point. (laughs) Yeah, you do. You've got it down. I've got my smize on. You were made for COVID. (laughs) It's I Look, I'm a homebody and I'm a writer and I'm a live streamer. So all I have to do is occasionally go out to get calories and, and I'm a smizer. It's so crazy. My life just really didn't change that much because... And this is me and my office space, and it's me here alone. That's what I do. And if I'm not, I go home and I be alone there unless my son is there. So when they were like, you know, you've got to stay inside and not talk to anybody. either. You're like, darn. Isn't that what we were doing already? (laughs) (laughs) It's Just because I'm curious, I I, I just, how old are the kids? Do they know what you do for work? And what do they think about it if they do know? I'm just curious. Uh, The kids are, uh, my bonus daughter just turned 16. And my son will be 12 in March. They both know what I do. They both think the dolls are creepy. (laughs) I was really surprised with my daughter um, because she's very artistically inclined. She's a talented painter. And so I kind of thought that she might be a little bit more down. But I think about it, even when she was little, uh, she was like more team stuffed animal than doll. So I don't know. Maybe she just always had the prejudice. But my son... um, He's gotten used to it. He's cool with it. He doesn't mind being at the shop. He doesn't like being here at night. (laughs) I think about it. I'm like, as a woman, like, I think there was probably a time in my, like earlier in my life when certain sexual fetishes freaked me out more because it's like, ah, it's sexualizing. Like, I think the sex doll thing freaked me out a little bit more when I was younger. So I can see that from a younger woman being a little like, ah, about it. So she, it might freak her out less when she gets older. I don't know. Their, Their mom is freaked out by it too. So it could just be uh, a little bit of hereditary freak out. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I'm pretty open with my kids and I'm definitely not ashamed of what I do. You shouldn't be. At the end of the day, I do what I do because I want to help people that don't have anybody else to help. Yeah. So 
I have questions. First off, do you do upgrades? Is this like an iPhone? Yes, there are. I do nipple replacements. There are guys um, that buy a doll or they get their doll from Abyss. They don't like the nipples that are on there. So I'll do a nipple replacement. I've changed fingernails. So you're also a manicurist? I am. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's fantastic. (laughs) This guy does everything. I love it. Even before I started doing this, I used to say I'm kind of like the gay best friend that'll fuck you good. Because I used to... (laughs) I, I like to go shopping. I was about to joke, and ladies, he's single, but I don't know if that's true. That is correct. And ladies, he's single. <laughs> and if you're not one of our patrons or not watching this on Exotica, he's very cute, ladies. Thank just, you. Just saying. And if you're not one of our patrons yet, why aren't you so you can check him out? Be a patron. Right? Be a patron. Have a look at Reggie. Right now. <laughs> don't stop listening. Do it after. Or open up a separate window. <laughs> then get the lotion out uh, and cover your ashy fucking face. There you go. Put your lotion on. Your ashy elbows need it. They'll thank you later. But Reggie, yeah, so upgrades. Uh, and has anyone ever asked for like a technical upgrade? Meaning like, yo, can you, uh, I don't know, do some voice enhancement? Make the pussy snap. Make it snap. <laughs> um, we haven't quite gotten that far yet. Um, that's kind of stuff more that Abyss is working on. Fair. I was listening to the show when you guys had Mike on and he was telling you about some of the things that they're working on over there. Some really cool and exciting stuff. There's a gentleman named Brick Dollbanger. I don't know if you guys have heard of him yet, but he's uh, really popular in the doll community. And he used to do it weekly, but now once a month, he does a webcast on his website, brickdollbanger.com. Go check it out. And uh, I was on Sunday. He's local. So I went over to his place and we had Matt McMullen, the the CEO of Abyss, call into the show. And he was kind of going over some things that they're doing, too. So I don't really get to play around too much. I have some ideas about things that I would like to do and try and experiment with that aren't quite in my wheelhouse right now. But the, the really cool stuff is coming from Abyss. Alice just got a really excited look on her face. Yes. I'm sorry. I just thought of a build a bear idea. So <laughs> with sex dolls, I'm sorry, just some pre-recorded messages. Just throw them in there as a bonus in the upgrade for a spa day. I don't know. Just put a cord you can pull on the back. You are fucking me so good. So this is what you can do. There's a little Bluetooth speaker that they make that you can put in the little space in the head. If you have the Harmony app that Abyss makes then you can connect the, your phone to the speaker. And instead of it, the sound coming from your phone, it'll actually be coming from her. So more or less that already exists. And then if you wanted to, you know, even if you wanted to, you could throw on some porn and put that on. So you've got some like more realistic moaning coming from your doll. There's options. Yeah. I didn't even consider that you can connect to get moaning from the doll. My brain went straight to, all right, I'm going to start blasting some Fleetwood Mac and Steely Dan from a doll. Wouldn't that be? No. So that's an awesome idea. Like, that's great. Your doll serenades you while you fuck her. That's amazing. I like. Who wouldn't want the voice of hollow notes coming from them as they're fucking a doll from behind? I don't know. I'm putting Elvis on. I personally want Garfunkel notes. I want her to play the loophole. That's my jam. I want the bad touch to be playing. How about some Phil Collins? You can just hear that drum line come straight from behind the eyes. You nailed it. You nailed it. I can feel it. You know, it's going to be stuck in our heads for the rest of the night now. It will be. That's all right. It's a great song. 
That said, speaking of Phil Collins, do you, what do you not cover? Acts of God? So when I first got started, there was nothing I didn't cover. Even pre-existing conditions were all good. But now that I've been around for a couple of years, I put You're better than the ACA. I am. Well, I was. What if it gets hit by lightning, huh? What then? I, if I can fix it, I'm going to fix it. I don't care. Like I said, I don't ask questions. So I can't even ask to find out if I wouldn't fix it because I don't ask. Um, but now I, since I've been around for a couple of years, people know I exist. I stopped with the pre-existing conditions. I'll still fix anything. But in order to get covered by a protection plan. Wait, what What counts as a pre-existing condition with a doll? Like, do they come with lupus or something? When I say pre-existing condition, I'm talking specifically about the protection plans, because if you break the leg, mm-hmm. normally that's a $1,500 repair. Mm-hmm. But if you're covered under, under the protection plan, it's a lot less. So it used to be you could break the leg, then buy a plan, then get the leg fixed. Don't worry about it. I was around long enough. I said, now, you know, uh, have your plan already. I'll fix the leg either way, but it might cost you more if you don't get your doll covered. Makes sense. Yeah. Now, here's another question I have. So obviously you take in and you have a connection with Abyss so you can work on real dolls. I'm sure you have people who bring, you know, non-Abyss dolls to you and ask, hey, can you fix this? Can you do that? Or, and I'm sure you also have people who buy used dolls and try getting those covered. So what's the story there? So for uh, dolls from other manufacturers, it's really more so dependent upon the material that the doll is made from than the manufacturer. With the Abyss dolls, I know them inside and out. So there's really not anything that I can't do. Um, And if I can't do it, they are legit the next exit down the freeway from me. So I can get some help. But there's other dolls that are made from the same outside material as real dolls. But the skeletal structure is different. For instance, there's another manufacturer up in L.A. And I've done work on a few of their dolls. And makeup work, skin punctures, tear, stuff like that, no big deal. I had something that was with the skeleton. And I opened the doll up because I'm also a plastic surgeon. Uh, I opened the doll (laughs) up and I looked at it and... If the skeleton was a language, it was French. I didn't recognize anything about what I was supposed to do with that. So with other manufacturers, if it's the same material, there's certain things that I can do. There's certain things that I can't. When I have to turn people down, uh, there's a material called TPE, which is the uh, what the majority of dolls are made from that come from um, China or Japan. And it's an entirely different beast. So if somebody has one of those dolls, you know, I tell them, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I actually had one guy, he brought me, this was when I was first getting started. And he's like, hey, I don't know if you can help me out with this. He was local. So I said, sure, bring it in. I'll take a look, see what I can do. I looked at the doll and it was so terrible. I ended up selling him a real doll. (laughs) So I couldn't fix it. And I sold him a different doll. Now your question about people um, buying used dolls and then wanting me to fix things on them. That's part of my job description. I have a consignment service where once guys are ready to part with their doll, if they don't want to go through the selling process themselves, they send the doll to me. I repair everything on the doll, make sure she's good to go, handle the entire selling process and get her off to a new owner. That's awesome. I love that. And then there's some guys that they handle the sell themselves, but they'll send the doll to me first to do some stuff in between. Clean her up, make her new. Can't leave some old cum in there. Change the nipples. Everyone needs a nipple update once in a while. I'm due for my 7,000 mile next week. There you go. 
Abyss has a whole wall, just the nipples on nipples on the nipples. wall of nipples, the wall of nipples. You can pick out your next set. I want like a picture of that to be like my zoom background, the wall of nipples, like never mind four seasons, total landscaping. I want the wall of nipples. <laughs> I could probably make that happen for you. Oh my God. You, could. you have a green screen. You need a green screen, right? I have a green screen. Okay. I just don't have like, this is clearly just the shit that lives behind me, but I own a green screen and it's about 10 feet that way. In fact, you also need a photo in front of the wall of nipples so you could get banned on Instagram because they'll ban nipples. They'll ban nipples. They will. Instagram sucks. I was doing the show with Brick on Sunday and uh, he has uh, what he does is called Harmony Alive is his show. And he has three different robotic heads. Um, that will sit and will talk to the robots and engage with the robots throughout the course of the show. He had his dolls naked and I went to go on Instagram. I went live and they shut down my feed for doll nipples. Doll nipples. Doll nipples. Shut me down. Plastic. They shut you down for plastic is what they like. Don't even say doll nipples. They shut you down for plastic. Yeah. Hobots. Hobots. (laughs) I like that. So speaking of reselling, I actually just remembered. So when I was on your website, I saw that someone could buy a face and it looked like there was a Velcro attachment to the skull for faces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was the old design that Abyss did. There was, um, actually, I I got all this stuff I can show you guys. Yeah. We like show and tell. This is great. So this is one of the older faces still in really good shape. That's probably the one that you were looking at. She looks slightly like, I know there's a Whitney Cummings sex doll, but like it reminds me a little bit of the Whitney Cummings sex doll. I don't know if you guys checked out my Instagram, but I have a picture with Bearclaw when she was still at the factory. When she was being made, I was, that's when I was still interning over there. So I actually got to meet Whitney. I told a joke. I made her laugh. I felt like a rock star. (laughs) (laughs) My one experience with Whitney Cummings was when we were legit just starting the show. I told her I was a fan. I sent her some fucking crayons. I think I asked her to be on the show and then she basically brushed me off to her assistant. So good for (sighs) her because that was a smart choice with Alice at the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's anytime you get to meet someone who's an idol, it's like, ah, I'm going to run away now. Right. Yeah. She was super cool, though. Yeah, she's awesome. Like, I remember meeting her in a bathroom. She was the sweetest thing. Yeah, did you guys, did you watch the Netflix special? Not yet, but I know the sex doll is there. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't bring her out until the end. It's not like the whole thing revolves around the sex doll, but it's pretty cool. But she does, she sews some some behind-the-scenes stuff at the end of the show of the actual process of making the doll. And there's some of the stuff where I was like, I was standing in the room at the time it was happening. Oh so it's super cool because I watched it. I was like, hey, I was there. <laughs> well, now that I know you were there, I have to watch it. Like, right? other than the fact that Wendy Cummings is fucking hilarious and I've probably seen half the clips from the special, I have to watch the whole special now. It actually, I think it's one of her better ones because to be honest, some of her stand-up I wasn't a huge fan of, but this one, I was laughing my ass off the whole way through. She killed it on this one. My favorite female comic uh, working currently is Eliza Schlesinger, but it's like, there are so many uh, comics right now that are just, that own my heart. And it's just, when they, she isn't she the only person that there's a sex doll made in her likeness? Like, real doll will not make, their general policies that they will not make a doll in the likeness of a real human being, correct? You have to have their consent. There are several uh, Wicked Pictures commissioned, uh, like six of their stars to do dolls. Like Jessica Drake. Yeah, there's has Jessica a sex Drake, doll. Asa Kira, um, Electra Blue, yeah. Lupe Fuentes. There's a few of them. 
but you can't be like, make this of my ex-wife. Exactly. Well, unless your ex-wife signs off and says, yeah, I'm cool with, I don't know why she'd ever do that. But if she signs off and says, yeah. It's like, just grant me this divorce. You can fuck the doll of me. <laughs> right. Wait, I get the boat if I sign off on this? Done. <laughs> Yeah, just don't ask questions about what he intends to do with it. I don't um, care if he burns it alive. Give me the boat. Burn me an effigy. I'm fine. Yeah, custom doll starts at 50 grand. So there's not a Jesus. whole lot of people. How badly do you want to burn your ex-wife an effigy? You know, there are rich people with weird hobbies. I'm just saying. Rich people spend money on insane stuff just because they can yeah, like when you have so much money that your kids, their kids, their kids could all spend a billion dollars in their lifetime and still be like, I'm going to set money up piles of money on fire and not run out. Like what? buy a $50,000 sex doll of your enemy and burn it alive. Exactly. Why not? And then buy another one. Like not to get too political on the show, but we do occasionally. If I were Donald Trump right now, I would just buy real dolls of people that I hate and burn them just for funsies. I'm glad you mentioned this, right? Okay. One of the wicked, <laughs> while we're on the subject of the president and real dolls, this is perfect. One of the real dolls that uh, wicked commissioned was Stormy Daniels. What? She exists as a real doll. So I couldn't yeah. for the life of me figure out why nobody bought one and sent it to the white house. I didn't have the money wow. at the time, but somebody should have done it. Somebody should have sent the president a Stormy Daniels real doll. It would have been perfect. So are you telling me that this show needs to start a GoFundMe so we could do exactly that? I'm curious what the punchline of that, because I feel like it's a good joke, but I, I want to know what the like button on that one is. Because like, I feel like a few years ago it would have worked, but now it's like, hmm. That's what I'm saying. When it would have been good, nobody did it. And now that yeah. you know we could do it, it wouldn't be as good. Yeah, I think that right now what would work is we keep getting in the news cycle. People keep talking about how Melania is supposedly being replaced. <laughs> so what if we actually Should just real replaced Melania. Melania with a sex doll? He wouldn't notice the difference. That poor woman. It's, that poor, no, I don't, don't know do what not she feel thought. Don't, she don't say into. that. Don't say, no, 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 no. Don't say Come that. On. She could not have known what she was getting into when she got into that. Oh, she did. She totally did. So my main, my day job is I am a debunker of bunk. They were together for over five years. Her father is kind of a nut job authoritarian from an Eastern European country. Hey, don't blame uh, all Eastern Europeans. We're not hashtag all alike. Sorry. Not all Eastern European girl. I like Melania, but Melania is like Melania. Not all women from a small village. Just most of us. Did you hear that audio of her saying, what about the children? What about the children? Fuck the children. Um, like she got all like the war on Christmas is coming from inside the White House. Like yeah, I did. I see. I heard that. But I listened to the whole clip and I felt like I don't need to defend anything about the White House. I'll, yeah. Fair. But, there's um, enough to burn. Yeah, don't worry. Listening to the whole clip. I felt like that it was kind of taken out of context a little bit, how how bad she got it. That jacket she wore that one time, though, that was entirely fucked up. I remember what it yeah. said on the back. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really care or something like that. Completely tone deaf. And here's the thing. Like, I'll give her this. Her saying, I don't want to decorate this fucking place for Christmas. Look, I hate decorating, too. I feel you, girl. But her saying she didn't really care about the camp. She's like, look, the camps are like being at summer camp. It's better than it was in Mexico. It's like. 
No, this was a bad thing of you to say, Melania, and you're wrong. Maybe uh, in like the Czech Republic, it was a summer yeah, camp. Yeah, it's like, I get it. You, you're from Slovenia and this better than Slovenia, but you're not Slovenia anymore, Melania. You're in America. You're going to get like three angry emails from Slovenians listening to the show. Right Slovenian so, It's a very I, strong to, word to, in Slovenian emails. So so our Slovenian listeners, to us you send email info at two girl one mic. Thank you. So <laughs> my, my Eastern European accents aren't that bad. I'm 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 quite proud of my my Russian accent is dead on. So that's my uh, those are my only skills in life. I think the worst part of this show is I'm Eastern European and <laughs> I can't do an Eastern European accent. You can't do an accent from the mother country. You know, it's funny. My mom, uh, her first language is French. She cannot do a French accent and she cannot tell. Like if somebody is from another English speaking country, like she can't tell any of the because England has like 10 different accents from within the country itself. Can't tell any of them. Can't tell a Scottish, Irish, Australian, Kiwi, none of them because it's her second language. Yeah. But English is my first language. So I'm like, I ah, give me all the accents. I got them. I mean, I can't tell the difference between somebody from Texas and somebody from Georgia, but they for damn sure can. All the Southern accents, I'm like, nah, they're just, they're all Southern to me. <laughs> from Boston to New Jersey, all the same. Fair. <laughs> Funny thing is I can tell those apart because I'm from New England. Oh, okay. It's subtle though. Like it's really, like I have to listen to someone for a little while before I can tell if they're from New York or New Jersey. And there are just a few words that give away New Jersey. Like if you hear someone say the word water and they're from New Jersey, water. that gives it... They, no, no, no. Water. They say the, the water. They say w, it sound, almost sounds like a W-U-T, like water. It's a very strange little accent that I, I don't know how else to explain that one. But yeah, it's like water. The one that gets me is daughter. I have a friend from New Jersey when she's talking about her. My daughter is kind of that same thing, that truncated first part of it. Water. Water. It's almost like saying wood or but as someone from New Jersey, I'm personally attacked right now. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You keep saying all these things about yourself that nobody would know if you didn't say it out loud. Like, I'm Eastern European from a small village and from Jersey. And it's like, your face, your voice, none of that says anything. <laughs> all of our listeners know this about her already, though. She's She is Polish. She lives in New York from New Jersey. But it's like, don't. Yeah, right. Somebody grew you in a lab in Santa Monica. <laughs> Thank you. The fun, yeah. Actually, I'm not saying I was a test tube baby, but I should have been. We have our quirks. <laughs> We segued way the hell off. I don't know if you still don't want to answer about the Velcro face. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the Velcro we face. Go back. <laughs> oh, my God. You went all this way to get us a face with a Velcro attachment. I did. I ran. Did you see? I ran up to the doors in the picture. People can see me running and coming back. I hope my butt looks cute while I'm running out the door. It was good. We liked it. it. Okay. It's, let's Patreon <laughs> does his butt look good? Yes, no. Email Melania sure. info to girl one mic. We need to know does the butt satisfy? <laughs> Is the butt cute? Is so the butt these good? are the old style faces and they've got little Velcro patches in there. And also the mouth core was different. I just I'm looking at that going. Yeah. Someone's going to try to fuck that from the other direction too, somehow. I kind of want to know like what the skull looks like without the Velcro attachment. I'll be right back. <laughs> Holy shit. Give us a little wiggle on the way out the room. Let's see it. Let's see it. Oh, hey. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's creepy. Oh, damn. That's uh. someone would still fuck that, though. You know, yeah. someone would fuck that. Right in the eye socket. <laughs> You know there are serial killers that have fucked an eye socket before. There's definitely someone who's gotten a real doll and fucked the eye socket. 
Oh, absolutely. So I have another question. I saw on your website, you also have doll fitting. Mm -hmm. So uh, you're a seamstress as well. I am not. I wish. I wanted to be. When I was younger, I used to design clothing. And I wanted to go into fashion as a profession. A buddy of mine, when we were a couple years out of high school, we started to start up a clothing line. The closest I ever got to any real sewing, though, was an automotive upholstery class I took at the local community college, which was cool. So, no, I am not the seamstress. I have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful partner that I work with who is known in the community as polyester. Oh, hey. And she does the clothing work. Unfortunately, because of COVID, we've had to put a pause on things because she's been having some supply issues. So we're not taking any new orders. But that was another one of the early things that I wanted to create. It took me a little while to get around to because I had to find the right person because I didn't have the skills to do what I wanted to do. But shopping for clothing for real women is already a difficult task. Sizes aren't the same for a, a small here is not a small here. Shoe sizes, a five and a half could be three different sizes, depending on what shoe you're wearing. Shoe sizes are the most consistent, yep. which is the sad part. And for dolls, it's even worse yeah. because even though they're shaped like women, they're not proportioned like women by and large. The dolls range from 4'10 to 5'9 in height. The boobs are No, depending on the body type are pretty ginormous. You might have like a four foot 10 doll with double D boobs and Hmm. it's hard finding clothes. So what we do is um, if somebody buys clothes that aren't quite fitting right on the doll, uh, she'll do alterations for fit. And then we also do alterations for accessibility because trying to dress a doll is like trying to dress a comatose person. Dead weight. So... Yeah, just complete dead weight. And the limbs, while they have um, most of the range of motion that we have, there's some ways that the dolls don't move to make uh, that are more conducive to getting them dressed and undressed. So she alters for easy accessibility, getting them on and off without a whole lot of hassle. She does some really cool stuff. And now she's starting to play around with magnets. I'm excited for once we kind of achieve more economic normalcy, then it'll be nice to see what she's doing in the next year or so. Nice. There's a whole cottage industry around this. Now, if someone has special requests for their own clothing that's not a doll, can you hook a girl up? Alice is saying she wants tearaway pants. No, I. what if I have tearaway pants, but I want a tearaway shirt? Yeah. What I actually was talking to Polly about is once she hit her stride, because even though she was an experienced seamstress, what we were trying to do was new to her. I told her eventually I want to go to strip clubs because Thank you. with what we're doing, the stripper wardrobe is pretty limited. But what if you could, if she could go out there with a full tearaway three piece suit? Like that's some wild uh, shit. That's some shit you'll go, you know? I would buy a three piece tearaway suit. Like I would spend money on that. Polly could make that for you. Yeah, she could do it. I, I, I have full confidence. Ugh. Like one that would look good for a night out and would like wear and like no one would know I could wear it on. St- like that's something I would throw down cash for. Oh, yeah. So short answer. Yes. Real people can take advantage of the service, too. Once we're offering it again. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I have some slutty outfits that honestly, I just, yeah, let it hook a girl up. Let her know like when Polly's available because, uh, 
I've got some stuff that uh, I need altered. That's all I'm saying. Isn't that the shittiest part of slutty outfits, though, too, is like it looks so great and then you're trying to get it off and it's stuck to you. And It's, it's like, hold on. I need to be functionally a slut now. Exactly. They'll get those super tight jeans, but you can just tear them right off. Ah, uh, uh, the functional slut. It's a very rare breed. That sounds like a book. The functional slut. There's already the ethical slut. <gasps> it's like the functional slut. Yeah, but the ethical slut is about like being a good slut. The functional slut should have like handy DIY tips for sluthood. Like um, when you need to whip that vagina out in a hurry. A cool little Pinterest pouch that has like your condoms and your lube, but it looks like a phone case and nobody can tell. I don't know. That'd be the functional slut. <laughs> From my many, many moons of fuckery before I settled down with one penis forever. I I could write this book. What would be your top three things in your functional slut book? Functional sluttery. Um, number one, always have a penis on backup for the night if your plans fall through. Like somebody who, like you said, hey, I might be around for the night. What are you doing? And they're like, not up. You know, it's just someone who you've got a penis on backup plan uh, okay. for backup the night. Dick. Uh, number two, always have condoms on you. And if a guy's like, I don't like condoms, here's what you say to them. Good, because I'm ready to be a mother. I've never seen a man change his mind about condoms so quickly as when I've sent to him, good, because I want children now. How many times have you used that one? Twice. Twice? Works immediately. <laughs> like, most of the time, all I have to say is, we're using condoms. And they're like, okay. But, like, if there's an, a second objection pulled up, if they think for even a second that you're not going to get an abortion with their little fucking failure pile... They'll put on a condom. And number three, if you think that the guy is more likely to give you an orgasm and less likely to be a hassle to your life than a Hitachi, fuck him. Literally, fuck him. And you think if he's going to be more of a hassle than your Hitachi and less likely to give you an orgasm, don't fuck him. Are we talking about a chargeable Hitachi or the plug-in? Either. Okay. If you think that you're going to have a better night with your Hitachi, don't fuck the guy. There should be a bigger amount of goodness added to your life. If there's going to be annoying phone calls, if you think this this could be a chance of a of a blow up in your life, if you just from his personality think this is going to be basic sex and or he's going to come in four seconds and not finish the job on me afterwards, go home and plug your toy in. Okay? Really, we should just be handing each other questionnaires before we get started. <laughs> Uh, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate the importance of my clitoris? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, that's what I do. <laughs> that's what she do. She, she has a three point. Like there's like a stack. There's a PowerPoint. There's a binder. You know what I seriously started doing? I've been on and off of Tinder, I think probably about eight times now. And in all of those eight times on and off of Tinder, I've only ever met two people. One of them oh, wow. became my girlfriend for a few months. Nice. Um, so I, I don't know how you're supposed to do Tinder, but apparently I'm fucking it up. <laughs> I was on OkCupid for a year, met a handful of guys, dated one of them kind of on and off for that year, then got off of OkCupid, met my now husband on Facebook. And then it turned out we had both been on OkCupid and we like reactivated our accounts to look and we were a 94% match. So <laughs> there you go. My favorite is I've met some of my best guy friends on OkCupid and we're just friends. Oh, they hate that. Oh, they do. But we're still really good friends after several years. For the record, every last one of them is sitting around waiting for the okay. They're just waiting for that green light. 
They're all waiting. They're sitting there like we met on OKCupid. One of these days, like we're going to get drunk enough. It's going to go down. It may never happen, but every last one of them is waiting and hoping. I promise you. I'm sorry, Jeff. It's not going to happen. Look, I'm still waiting to fuck Alice, but like it just it hasn't gotten there yet. Will they, won't they? Will they, won't they? <laughs> I mean, I am. I have gotten into her sh- upper shirt today. I'm wearing her shirt. This is her shirt. This was her shirt. Uh, patrons, if you want to see. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a long term. Will they, won't they with us? Our audience is they're waiting. Somebody wrote fan fiction about it, too. So was it good? It was jarring, yet on point. They hit all the things you would expect in, in fan fiction of me and Alice. Did they get the personalities right? Like, did, do you feel like they moved you how you would move? From the point of view of someone who knows us only from this podcast? Yeah, pretty well. I was quite impressed. I was like, you know, they did us proud. They did us doing each other proud. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh my God. Very I was pretty cool. happy with it. So, so the reason I brought up brought up Tinder though, we were talking about the whole dating thing, is yeah, I, yeah. I figured out that if I get back on there again, I think this is what I'm going to do. Maybe like one picture, couple pictures, but my profile is just going to be my words with friends handle. And you have to play me in words with friends. And that's how I decide how I feel about oh, you. I like, that. That. like, was it a respectable game? Did you, like, if you kick my ass, we can probably get married. But oh, oh, I like that. I'm just kidding. That's not anybody listening. We're not playing words with friends for marriage. I'm never doing that shit again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> again. Oh, dear. But, you know someone's going to fucking cheat on your ass. Right? Oh, man. That would be terrible. There's words with friends cheat options, unfortunately. You can tell when people are cheating on words with friends. Can you? Yeah. You know when they're using that, like, find my word button. And plus, you can go into their statistics. So if they're like, if they're playing you, they've got like 400 points, but their average game score is usually 211. Mm, get out of here. I'm more of a Scrabble with friends gal, so. Oh, hey. Oh, you have to stay true to the original. No knockoffs for you. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And it's funny because I remember playing Scrabble with friends like 10 years ago, and I sometimes still do. But I, I do have one sign story I did want to bring in actually really quick because I saw this and I thought to myself, how do I not bring this on a show? I was really concerned when I was reading a headline from The Independent. The headline was that the climate crisis could kill off great tits, scientists warn. What? Yeah, the bird, great tits. The bird. The great tits. <laughs> but I didn't think that when I was reading through the article and I was reading about the great tits dietary habits and the families of tits. You need to send this article to me so I can send it to Cybabe because I, I have to post it there. Like my, my people need to read that. They need the lightness. Were you were you scared for your own tits? Were you worried that like my tits are they're fabulous, but they are not, as we use the term to denote size, great. Mm. I mean, I was really concerned about the migration patterns of tits as well as the collapse of great tits. <laughs> that usually doesn't happen until about 65. Do not shame Helen Mirren. Oh my god. That woman is Look. that woman is a god. I would never shame her. My husband joking, like, because we have our, I think every every marriage slash long-term relationship has their cheat list. And he asked me once, would it be okay if I added Helen Mirren to the cheat list? I'm like, honey, if you ever get the chance to fuck Helen Mirren and you do not, I'm divorcing you. Thank you. Like, Thank that's you. Helen that's Mirren. That's unforgivable. Like, that's just, yeah. you got the chance to fuck Helen. She gives you that opportunity. You, you put your in, dick in greatness. You get in there and you try to impress her. 
you fuck her better than you fuck me or else. God, That's can just, you, oh my God, trying to impress Helen Mirren. Like, here's the thing, she's gorgeous now. Have you seen pictures of her when she was young? Oh my oh God. God. She looks like Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, oh Lord. And Anyways. she was like one of the pioneers of mainstream nudity in film. Yeah, just she's just... Not even, and she she's also, she said that one of the, uh, an interview asked her what advice she would give to her younger self. And she said that she would tell her younger self to tell people to fuck off more often. That's what I she wished that. she had done was tell people to fuck off more often. Yep. I was like, hmm, all right. Down. I'm, I'm not going to wait till I'm 65, 70 to start telling people to fuck off. It takes us a while to hit fuck it, I think, mm-hmm. when we're younger. Because we're like, I can't I have to step around people's feelings. And when you get older, you're like, why did I do that? I wasted time. And you're worried about what people think about you. Yeah. At a certain point, when you can let go of that, that's amazing. I think when you suddenly realize every human is just some, like, no matter if they're in your real life or not, every human is just some asshole in the comment section trying to ruin your day if they're being a jerk to you. And you can just tell them no. Yeah. You can just tell them no and Disengage. make your day better. Maybe not tell everyone no and take a few seconds to do some self, in- but you can just tell someone no if they're being bad to you. Ha, huh. it's healing. Yeah, having some self-awareness is important, like understanding when you're receiving good criticism versus when you're being trolled. And some people, yeah. they don't know the difference. They think, you know, anything that's said negatively about them Mr. President is somebody trolling. Um, <laughs> Mr. It, it can't... <laughs> to be unemployed. Guess who doesn't have a job soon? Stephen Miller and Betsy DeVos. Oh my! Oh, and, don't. Seb- and Seb Gorka. All of Jeez. them unemployed soon. Sorry, just had to had to get that off my chest. Betsy DeVos is the worst of the absolute worst. And we have a professor is going to be the first lady. Ah, uh, I don't I don't love the Bidens, but you know what? They're not the Trumps. They are not. You know what I did this last weekend? I slept three nights in a row without waking up in terror. Oh, I didn't doom scroll at 3 a.m. It's probably because I was drinking, but still. Did you ever think that you would so soon get a president that would make you go, "Uh, you know what? Bush wasn't that bad. I remind myself regularly, Bush was that bad. Excuse you, but uh, I'm sorry. I think he's a reformed artist now. So was Hitler. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I had to. I know. It's like, look, when I, t- when I have this conversation with people, I always say, look, if you're going to go back in time. Excuse you, but he is a war criminal slash artist. Which one are we talking about, Bush or Hitler? Exactly. Bush. Well, both. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, if you're going to go back in time, don't kill baby Hitler. Get teenage Hitler into art school. Mm, maybe we prevent a world war. Maybe we get some watercolors. Or you guys cock block his dad. No one's ever talked about that. It's funny. Like, cock-blocking Hitler's dad is never an option somehow. Hitler could have been a blowjob. He could have just been a blowjob. Maybe Hitler's dad should have had a real doll. There you go. You know what's crazy, though, is there were were 499 million other babies in that load, and we got Hitler. I wonder how many of those other sperm would have produced a better artist that would have gotten into art school. There were better sperm in that batch, Adolf. Or was there like another sperm that was like the exact opposite? And we'd be talking about like how Hitler advanced the world peace scheme so far in the 40s. Like Hitler would be Gandhi. 
Well, it's kind of like in the Trump family, there was Fred Jr. who became a pilot uh, and was just constantly harangued by his father and hated everything about the Trump family. Like there were other sperm in that batch, you know, that's not always how the DNA fucking assembles itself, but it just had to once, unfortunately. And this is what we were left with. But you know what? He's not going to be present anymore. So, Reggie. Yes. Any other crazy stories from repairing dolls? Let's see. What's your favorite? What's my favorite? I don't so much have favorite repairs as as favorite customers. Ooh. I get to do a lot of stuff for Brick. He's all, Brick loves pubes, so he's always buying Merkins and having me put them on. Merkins, oh man. And it's the weirdest thing, like, because I get these compliments that make me feel so good that I would never expect, like, oh, you're going to get that compliment. Like, man, you did a great job attaching that pussy hair. You're an artist. Like, those things don't usually go together in a sentence. But this is the kind. So that's my favorite part of it is the reactions, because I'm not, I guess, what you would call a natural artist. That's not my background. Most of what I've done with my life is some variation of sales in one form or another. So a lot of the skills that I've picked up in working on the dolls, I picked up in working on the dolls. So when I get those compliments where somebody calls me an artist or they tell me how great the eyebrows look or, oh, man, her lips look great. You did such a great job closing this up. I can't even tell you ever operated. That's the stuff that like that gets me off, the making people happy, the getting that feedback, even if there's a pub email about, you know, punching eyebrows, those come in too. And that, that's <laughs> awesome too. They're all awesome. Here's another question. Like, is there anything you would say to people who own a real doll where, you know what? Actually, if you guys could do X, Y, and Z, you would make my life and your life so much easier. If you break it, don't try to fix it yourself first. <laughs> good good idea. <laughs> good idea. It's, it's a lot harder to unfix and then refix than it is to just fix in the first place. Makes sense. Like I told you, the, the upside down eyelashes that had just like far too much excess layer of glue. And then I got to try to peel them off without pulling off the eyelid and trim all the extra glue out and try to keep it level so I can reapply. It's just... Why are you telling all the things that I did to try to get eyelashes on, huh? <laughs> Why are you telling them all my secrets? Yo, you're going to get a real doll that's going to be like... Hey, this came from out of the microwave. <laughs> we did what we could. Sorry. Yeah. So that's, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Things pretty much are, are common as far as repairs go. You know, you, you mostly see the same stuff. I think I did five broken legs this year. And, um, you know, it's not necessarily anything rough. It's just something. So that, I mean, that's the advice. Learn how to move and use your doll. You know, if you're going to spend this much money on something, you know, what, there's tutorials, there's forums, learn how it works so that, you know, you don't press in the wrong spot doing something and just end up breaking it for no reason. Fair enough. You bang it, you buy it. Yeah. But I mean, if you, if you do break it, send it to me, <laughs> let, let me fix it. Cause God, I've seen some, some terrible to end. To be fair, you know, it's one of those things that either you know how to do it or you don't. But unfortunately, there's a lot of guys that assume that because they maybe have a technical background or an engineering background or something like that. Oh, it's God. like they figure they can get in there and do it themselves. It's like, Didn't no, you this know, isn't. engineers can fix everything. Just ask them. They'll tell you. And truth be told, I love engineers. I get along really, really well with engineers. I love them. But don't think that your engineering degree yeah. is going to help you fix your doll. 
Yeah. It's yeah. more akin to art restoration. That's what they are. That's what Brick always says. Sense. They're silicone art sculptures that you can fuck. <laughs> it's accurate. Yeah. Just a funny, accurate statement. <laughs> There's a lot of that in this industry. There was this uh, crew that came over from the UK. They were working on a show over there. They came over and shot with me for a few days last year. And when the show aired, there was a part in the show where I'm talking about how I started the business. And I said something to the effect of, I found a hole and I filled it. I didn't mean anything by it. I was just speaking. But people like I was looking at the comments after the episode aired and you would have swore I like wrote the line for the show. Ah, He found a hole and he filled it. The guy, the dog guy. It's nice that I do what I do because there's just a certain level of decorum. I can be professional, but I don't have to have that same general office decor. I was talking to a customer who was considering buying a doll and uh, she was overseas in Scotland. And so this is like seven o'clock yesterday morning and we're talking about the doll and she sent me uh, pictures from one of the forums and she was like, is that her? I was like, yeah. Then she sends me, a porn video from Pornhub of a guy fucking a doll. And she's like, this is her too. And I'm actually watching the video trying to see if it's her. Finally, I figured out because of certain characteristics of the doll he was fucking, it couldn't possibly have been the doll. But at seven o'clock in the morning, I'm watching porn and having a conversation with my, this is business for me. And we were talking, was it somehow threesomes came into the conversation at some point too. So it's just like, Really nice to be professionally unprofessional. I like that. I mean, we, yeah. as as people who review porn uh, for the plot, we appreciate that and a job. <laughs> exactly. You guys get to be professionally unprofessional too. Exactly. I have my office here. There's nobody here but me. I you know I'll go work for a little bit, come sit at my desk, piss away a couple hours on YouTube while I'm smoking a blunt and then go back to work. And nobody cares because it's all mine. <laughs> I run my own gig and it's like, look, nobody minds if I'm debunking while smoking a joint, as long as the facts at the end of it are accurate. Right. So just don't, have don't a check get too out. high and forget to cite your sources. That's all you got to do. Exactly. So we have some fantastic patrons to thank who get to see the whole video of this and get to see where the Velcro goes on a face that's attached to a skull and the um, terrifying skull that goes with it. So this week, we want to thank. Jeff Larch, Leon Cassip, White Lily, Russell Smith, Reed Decker, Chris Grafeo, Matthew Burnett, Vincent Wetmore, Mike Serbetsko, Dave, Rich Wendling, Philip Spazzo, Matthew Barrett, Logan Waterman, and many, many others. And if you want to also become a patron, head on over to uh, patreon.com slash two girls on mic or hit the support button on two girls on mic.com. And you can help support the show. This is how we pay for editing, how we pay for our hosting, our website, all this fun stuff to keep this up and running. Alice, stop lying. It's how we pay for all the lube that I need. Look, I'm getting older and drier now, and this is really just an effort to make sure that I don't dry out. So please give us more money. I need it. There's so much I'm lube. very dry. And if you saw my butt and thought it was cute, throw them an extra $10. <laughs> but that said... Reggie, this has been amazing. Thank you. By the way, thank you so much for reaching out to us to come on the show. I'd love this. Yeah. Where can our listeners find more of you? My Instagram at Galmato Haven, G-A-L-M-A-T-O-H-A-V-E-N. Uh, the website is galmatohaven.com. I mean, that's pretty much it. You can contact me, contact at galmatohaven.com. 
I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Yvette, where can our listeners find you? Y'all can find me over at uh, the Cybabe over on Twitter and Instagram and over at facebook.com slash Cybabe where I have bi-weekly uh, fests uh, on Friday and Sunday where I try to explain COVID, the pandemic, life, any science questions that you have. And, you know, once in a while we might rant about politics and we're trying to do less of that now that uh, the election's over and I'm not losing my mind anymore. Alice, where can everybody find you and more things about the podcast? Guys, you can find more things about the podcast over at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at TGOM Podcast. Make sure to follow us, subscribe to us, leave us a comment, review if you're not a patron, and if you become a patron, that's fucking awesome. You're paying for the show, and uh, you get bonus content, you get bonus episodes and shows. Uh, You're going to love it, we're going to love it, and our editor who gets paid for this loves this. But of course, you can also follow me, Alice, over at Rational Blonde on Twitter. I have an Instagram, but I barely use it. As usual, uh, make sure to tell your friends and their friends. Make some new friends during COVID. Or don't. Tell all your friends who watch porn about this. So tell all your friends. We need to switch it up from tell all your friends who watch porn. Isn't that everybody at this point? Yeah, basically. It's, yeah. Look, like who doesn't watch porn now? There may be people that don't admit it, but you're watching it. Spread the love. Tell them about TGOM. You know what I didn't realize? What? You guys remember when like Ted Cruz liked porn that one time on Twitter? Uh-uh. With Corey Chase? Quite unfortunately, I do, yes. Yo, okay. So, Reggie, at one point... Hey, but if it was Corey Chase, though, who can blame him? Exactly. So, America's stepmom, Corey Chase. So, at one point, he liked stepmom porn, uh, Ted Cruz. It was, guys, on September 11th. So, hashtag never forget. <laughs> nice. You know what? He, he needed a little distraction, I guess. Every September 11th from now on, I'm going to be retweeting that. <laughs> I like that. I'm down. I'm down. I just, I'll never forget when uh, Rick Santorum was running and he said he wanted to ban porn. I was like, I think you could probably commit to going to war with like any country in the world and get elected before you talk about banning porn. The problem is a number of countries want to ban porn. Like China actually uh, has banned a lot of porn and they even have even a lot of their citizens, where they basically said, hey, we will pay you a certain amount if you report sites that are porn sites, so that way we could block them. Turkey has gone in on this. A number of other countries have gone in on this. So uh, kind of against speech, and it's, uh, you know, authoritarianism. So don't do that. I just don't understand why it's always people who you, like, the people who are trying to ban porn, every last one of them utilizes porn, and we know that because everyone watches porn, and it's just... It's just virtue signaling to people that they want to vote for them who also watch porn, um, you know, to protect the children. They're just using anti-porn talking points like, you know, the revenge porn tactic or like there's people who don't consent. So, of course, like we disagree with those people where, you know, like we never want revenge porn posted or stuff that's not consensual or that's underage. But they use that as a reasoning to ban all porn, even consensual porn. Yeah. Yeah. Boo. The only thing that we're not allowed to watch fuck is other humans. I was watching Ridiculousness the other day, and there was a whole category of animals fucking. And then before that, it was a category of a bunch of people throwing up. And I'm like, I can watch eight straight people yak on my television screen, followed by some monkey sex, 
But if some people do it, it has to be on a special channel and it has to be paid for. Humanity is so weird. It's so strange. We are weird. I, I forget where I heard this quote, but the internet is the first thing that humans created that we do not understand and we cannot explain, but we're kind of addicted to it. We've done this to ourselves. Here we are. I just feel like we're, we're closer and closer to finding out that we are the simulation. I would not be surprised at this point. Reggie, thank you for joining us. This has been great. Thank you both so much for having me. I'm sure I'm going to think of like eight different things as soon as we get off the line that I wanted to talk about. So if you guys ever want to do this again, please feel free to let me know. I would love to join you again. Definitely. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.